All right, welcome to the Silver Screen and Roll post game show. The Lakers win uh, in a game that was much needed. Uh, feels like a game that may have, you know, helped save wherever this season was going. Um, they're able to beat the Portland Trailblazers without Damian Lillard. Uh, Russell Westbrook comes in, changes the energy of the game. Anthony Davis with a monster night. LeBron plays well, but Donnie, uh, you came to join me <laughs> on this one tonight. Donnie, tell me like where. Where do you think you want to start with this one? I, we had like a, we had a really negative pod yesterday, <laughs> but uh, what? Uh, where where do you think you would like to start start with this one? So here's where I want to start. Um, <laughs> do you think if I could convince the Lakers to let me volunteer for the half court shot, that uh-huh. they would let me pay for my own flight? You know, go out there because it kind of seems like it's worth it financially <laughs> at this point. Um, honestly, I'll take multiple flights out there, uh, as long as they don't lower it too much from 25,000. I I saw that they, you know, they kind of snuck in a little 50, uh, 50 K decrease, uh, from the shot the other night. They, they tried to sneak that in there. So yeah, I don't know. What do you think about that? I thought, does it not go up after every miss? I thought that's how it works. I thought like after every miss, it kind of increases, um, until the person hits it. Is that not how they... Is not how is that not how the half court well, shot works? Well, the guy wasn't it on Monday, or I don't even know because I just blacked out everything after that uh, buzzer beater on Monday. But that one was seventy five k. Yeah, that was seventy five k. So you know that's money. That's money out of MGM's pocket. You know they got a lot of money, but that's a little extra money. It's it's gonna be uh it's gonna be ten thousand by the time uh, the Lakers get back from this road trip. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, about the game, yeah, definitely feeling a whole lot better. Definitely needed that um, before the road trip. Uh, you know, I won't get negative uh, to start, but quickly, I'm already thinking like, dang, it would have been nice to have a little, uh, little, you know, Pacers win, Trailblazers win ahead of the road trip, but we'll take it nonetheless. Yeah, that start, though, was not great. I mean, that the body language coming out, um, it felt like we were walking up the floor. It looked like we were kind of the ones that were on a back-to-back. Portland flew in. Um, to play after playing the Clippers last night and that that start was a little scary I think it was like 15 to 6 uh, we couldn't score couldn't shoot um, and then I think Austin Reeves hits like a little floater and then this is kind of where I want to start I think Russ came in and changed the pace of the game right like I feel like the total energy and the total tenure of the game changed like when he came in and I think LeBron went out um, and the team just hit a pace and tempo that I think is important, that's needed. Uh, I think that starting lineup, Donnie, just plays too slow, right? They walk the ball up the floor. Uh, there's just no tempo to it. And I just think, like, Dennis and even AD, like, they, it's like uh, they need to run uh, up and down the floor. And I thought, you know, that that first unit just was very slow. Patrick Beverly kind of is, is part of that as well. And uh, Russ came in and just was like, I'm going to push the basketball. And I thought that and him, along with Austin, just getting like six free throws in the first few minutes because he's just a free throw merchant now. Uh, but like I thought both of those kind of changed uh, the pace of the game. Would you would you agree with that? So I don't really know if it's more so Russ came coming in, uh-huh. elevated the energy, or and you kind of said this, or if it's more so LeBron coming off. Uh, okay. Obviously, amazing game from him, but. You know, you said everyone kind of came out lackadaisical to start the game. I would probably point towards LeBron first and foremost in terms of coming out sure. lackadaisical. Like, 
I think I tweeted it out, but the first three offensive possessions for the Lakers was uh, the first one resulted in a Patrick Beverly three to end the shot clock. Um, obviously, bad possession. Next one was AD, like just getting it in like the high post and shooting a long mid range, like with um, a lot of time left on the shot clock. And then the next play, the next possession was a Patrick Beverly three pointer, like in the corner. It's like, Wait, isn't like LeBron James, LeBron James on the floor right now? Or we just run the offense through Patrick Beverly and AD mid-ranges right now. And then, of course, right after that, they get a stop, um, get a little fast break. And I can't remember what happened after that. But then um, in terms of LeBron, I think like right at the start of the second quarter, I think LeBron and Russ are both out there, if I'm correct. Mm -hmm. Um, and LeBron, you could tell immediately, was super engaged on the defensive end. Uh, yeah. I think the first play of that second quarter, um, he created a steal, I think. And then uh, Russ had a steal right after that. So, yeah, definitely, like, that little shift in energy in the beginning was, um, you know, credit to Russ, but also I felt like LeBron just did not come out with any urgency. Now, he obviously showed it big time. Um quickly after that but yeah yeah no like it it felt like they were all kind of walking up and down and uh, LeBron definitely was a, a a big a big part of that which was you know really shocking after a loss like that against Indiana I expected some type of urgencies some type of you know uh, like they really needed this one and they, they kind of just walked out um, but yeah I thought you know when they came back in in that second quarter it was like LeBron Russ with like Wenyon and TB I think was like the lineup and those dudes were just running. This I think this is one of the best like passing games LeBron has had this season. He had eight assists, um, only two turnovers, and was really kind of dishing and diamond out there. Like I don't think we've seen. He had like two no look assists. Um, and again, I just thought there was like a tempo to it. And this is like I was glad. I was a little worried about the ankle and stuff like that. But he looked good. He was moving well. Um, six for eight on threes. His jumper was going. I'm not sure Donnie at the jumper will be this good every single night. Uh, 12 for 18, again, eight of those threes. Um, but I thought he was, like, moving well, and I thought that was important. 31 points uh, for him, and he set the tone. I thought his jump shot, like, his jump shooting was a, was a big part of our offense, and uh, he really, you know, attacked, you know, Portland in, in that way. And it was it was interesting, like, watching him come out slow and watching the whole team kind of come out slow. But they kind of go as he goes, right? And I think, you know, after he got going, it got, you know, Austin going, uh, Russ going in it, and they kind of made a run out from that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, definitely love that LeBron's jump shot is back. Uh, and I mean, it's a one back, night, in a, for sure. back in a bit. Well, you know, I mean, the Spurs game um, yeah. this past Friday, I mean, that Spurs game on Friday and this game tonight are easily his two best shooting uh, nights, if yeah. not just his two best two best games of the season. And I kind of just think that's something that has to come hand in hand for LeBron, if not for the rest of his career, at least for the rest of the season. Um, he needs his jump shot. And, you know, <laughs> he's not going to shoot, let's see what he made, six out of eight three-pointers. Yeah. He's not going to do that every night, but – um, I felt like he kind of just had command of his shot all over the floor, really. Uh, didn't even, you know, score 31 points, only had three free throw attempts. Um, not that he was, you know, like I, like we already said, he was kind of living off his jump shot. So obviously free throws aren't going to come too much off of that. But, hey, 
don't really need LeBron getting to the charity shop too much <laughs> when uh, Austin Reeves is getting there eight times and then AD's getting there uh, uh, for nine free throw attempts himself. And something I'm just noticing, look at the box score. Only seven turnovers for the Lakers. Zero yeah. for Russell Westbrook in twenty in almost twenty-three minutes. Yeah, no, that was that was big. I thought he he played a pretty good floor game and look, he still didn't shoot well. I mean, four for fourteen. Uh, two for six uh, from three, so it's what two for eight on all the other attempts. Uh, if you take out the threes, but I thought like it was a really good floor game from him. I thought he led the second unit, um, and again, I thought they tried to stagger LeBron and Russ as much as they could. Obviously, no, no, no Lonnie Walker tonight, no Troy Brown. So uh, Donnie, we got the Austin Reeves at power forward, Kendrick Nunn or Patrick Beverly, whoever you want to put at small forward, and we got those wonky wonky lineups but uh, I thought his floor game was really good I mean um five assists or four assists no turnovers uh again 10 points he was a plus 12 and I thought you know he he changed the the pace of the game along with uh Austin just being super aggressive on offense um but this was this was a good rust night only um you know 22 minutes I think that's kind of the like sweet spot for him uh just uh would you agree with that kind of just running that second unit and I think that's kind of where he fits really nicely he has like a really nice blend with tb and wenyan um and it was the same thing that got us up against indiana it felt like i was it felt like deja vu honestly when like we went up and we started like celebrating um against portland again tonight did you have a little fear donnie tonight did you have any fear that that this lead would be blown yeah i uh i think i tweeted i uh (laughs) So I, you know, it was right at the end of the third quarter. He made that buzzer beater three. He started doing almost the exact same dance that he did. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. The other night, like, like the two hands kind of in the air. Like I don't even know like what it is really, but I tweeted mm-hmm. and I was tweeting like, okay, Lakers are up by 15 plus. Russ is doing a dance. Yeah, uh, we've got a whole fourth quarter, and then I just looked up. Uh, like freaking out basically in the gifts uh, on Twitter, like just, just trying to find something that could really paint how I was feeling. Cause I was like, ugh, like, are we, is anyone confident in this right now? But yeah, they, they kept, they kept the trailblazers at bay and who, um, I don't know. Trailblazers uh, aren't that deep. Once you kind of take away Damian Lillard and like Josh Hart. Yeah, no, I, I love that. My favorite thing um, on the broadcast where I think uh, Billy Mack was like, yeah, they're missing Dame. And Stu was like, yeah, well, we're shorthanded too. We're missing Lonnie Walker. I was like, yeah, that's a nice little trade-off. Right there. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like thinking beforehand, I was like, man, two injured teams. Like, we don't have Troy Brown and Lonnie Walker. And I was like, all right, I just need to stop talking. What am I talking about here? Yeah, no, he's like, yeah, we're without two starters, too. I was like, yeah, but they're kind of missing. Well, that's fine. You know what? That's okay. that's all right. Lonnie Walker's been really important for us. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, those that comparison I thought uh, I thought was really funny. Um, but, yeah, like, I, just to kind of move on there, I, you know, I think we got into Russ. Um, Anthony Davis, again, like, so they were trying to – they were saying they were trying to get him, you know, more involved and uh, trying to get him the basketball a lot more. Did you see that tonight? Did you think like that was successful? That was like obviously the, I think that was the biggest talking point from this game, from the you know the practice, um, the practice media scrums where they were you know talking to Darmanham and all that stuff. Like, did did you see that in the game tonight that like they were able to get eighty the ball a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. And I don't know. I I don't. I wouldn't say that they were like you know force feeding it to them basically, but. 
I just kind of enjoy just how they're they're basically just not going to let him shoot the jumpers. And I thought, yeah. like, like that one I talked about in the first quarter, I was kind of like, oh, I feel like I haven't seen that in a minute. I don't think – I thought we kind of got this out of our diet a little bit. But um, I thought LeBron was getting to getting it to him pretty well. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. I kind of tweeted before the game. It's like, all right, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, even with their injuries and their struggles this year – well, I'm talking about LeBron, I guess. Um, they're the two best players on the court. Like they just are. Like I know Anthony, Anthony Simons is good, but they're the two best players on the floor. They should be able to control this game. Wasn't and, Austin Reeves know, on the floor tonight, Donnie? Austin was on the floor. What are you talking about? Okay, yeah. Okay, my bad. So we got the three best players on the floor. So that's even better. And like I said, uh, you know, Austin Reeves getting to the free foot line like a true veteran superstar. And those three guys just kind of controlled the game. And, you know, when that happens, when they get to control the game, you know, we don't have nights like, you know, the Indiana Pacers the other night where, sorry, but LeBron, you know, was kind of disappearing towards the end and we weren't really getting AD the ball. So, yeah, that, that feels like a really nice way to put it um, for the Indiana game. But I think, you know, this game kind of showed to me like AD being back at that superstar level because I didn't think he had like a crazy effective game. It's not like he had a ton it felt like touches a lot of his points and he got seven or he got five offensive rebounds and it felt like a lot of his attempts came from that like he got offensive rebound then went back up so if you take those out it's like 12 shots within the within the flow of like our regular offense and he still puts up 27 12 with three blocks like it was just monstrous you know numbers and again for a game where I don't think it was like a top AD game of the season and for him to still be able to put up that kind of stuff and Donnie I think like this is the best I, I didn't want to tweet it during the game because I was just I tweeted you know LeBron looked healthy and then he rolled his ankle like five minutes later so I thought not to share it um, but I thought you know he's finishing at the basket like the best I've seen for a while in terms of like his mobility right like he's jumping and like contorting his body and like finishing through contact in ways I don't think I've seen for a very long time and there was a play where like Nurkic landed on his back and he just like shook it off um, and went to the line and it feels like we're getting like healthy AD which is just it sucks that like we were we started the season the way we did but it feels like we're getting we're getting healthy AD here yeah like I don't really know I think um, that little four-day break that the Lakers had really like couldn't mm-hmm. have come at a better time and I feel I'm trying to think of what games were right after that four-day break but I can feel like you. Can I think there were the two that. Spurs games, right? It was the Friday, Saturday Spurs I, games. No, no, I think it was even before that. I think the four-day break came kind of before the Nets and Pistons. Or no, maybe you're right. Either way, I think that four-day break kind of just fixed his back. You know, he got a little chance to get off of it for an extended period of time. Well, what? Wait, what did LeBron just tweet? <laughs> we gotta see. He just tweeted H I M him. What was it about? <laughs> <laughs> Got to see what this is. Let's see. Oh, it was about Bronny. Oh, I thought it was going to be about Austin Reeves. Whatever. Whatever. I don't care about that. Um, yeah, no. Uh, AD, he's looking great. And LeBron, also, I kind of feel like he's kind of recovering from that groin thing now. Love that yeah. he was, pro- love that he was uh, probable on the injury report after um, what uh, that ankle sprain against the Pacers. So, 
Yeah, they're getting healthy. AD's getting healthy. I mean, let's be honest. Um, hopefully LeBron's getting healthy. Hopefully his jump shot falling is kind of an indicator of that. And let's take into this uh, this road trip, man. Well, road trip's still a little scary to me. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to worry about that right now. We played Milwaukee, I think, on Friday. But, you know, let's I'm put that to the side just for, you know, just for right now. We'll just put that to the side. Um, first of all, I thought it was weird. Troy Brown and Lonnie Walker had the exact same injury reported. I thought that was they had the – they both had left left foot soreness, um, which, you know, is just a little little strange for both of those to be out right before, um, right before the game started. But – uh, with AD, I thought they were, you know, so we've been running, like, a lot of, like, pick and roll, and then LeBron would, like, go and post up, and just not a lot of LeBron post ups tonight, and he was doing something kind of different. Uh, he would, like, you know, snake the screen and then, like, try to find AD that way, and I thought, like, he found him a couple times um, in the post and, like, right in front of the rim, and I just, like, I think we can do more kind of stuff like that just to get AD a little bit more involved, and I'm not sure how many shots he had in the fourth quarter. Um, but it definitely, I think, was more than two, um, and that's something you know they really, uh, they really talked about trying to trying to feed him. And Donnie, for the life of me, I don't get how Dennis Schroeder can't get the ball to Anthony Davis. Like it feels like, uh, is that only me that I'm seeing that? Like I, it's just no. I was I meant to I meant to message you about this during the game. Yeah, like uh, when was that like alley oop? Well, failed alley oop to AD. Yeah, um, when it was you, like, like second quarter. Spot. It, it like he threw it up and I want to say it was like third quarter, but he threw it up and like it just like there's not a prayer in the world. And it and and, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't even know, like, who to blame between you two. You guys just have zero chemistry in terms of getting the ball to each other or to AD on an alley-oop. Um, yeah, maybe maybe once they play, you know, two full seasons together, maybe they can develop some chemistry. Maybe maybe sure can develop some chemistry with, you know probably like the best big man in the NBA right now. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. Like they'll run in action and like the pocket pass is oh, open. Oh, no, to- we've got breaking news. Oh, what is it? What the heck? Shams just tweeted the Lakers are waving Matt Ryan. Oh, man. That's this brutal. is live. <laughs> Wait, what is going on? That's kind of weird. Sorry, we've waved, sorry, we've, no, sorry no, that's good. That. We've we've waved our uh, our best shooter. He he's in the locker room right now. I just want to point that out. <laughs> he, he is in the locker room right now. Shams couldn't Shams couldn't wait till like you know he um, they leave the arena at least. Matt Ryan Matt Ryan's getting the Frank Vogel treatment. <laughs> oh, he's man. getting the Frank Vogel. Matt, Matt Ryan, Ryan is Matt, responsible for one of our wins, actually. So Matt Ryan's about to respon- talk to a reporter and say, I don't know shit. <laughs> oh, those well, are, those are sad. fun. Well, hey, well, man, poor guy. I hope he kind of gets a gets another job somewhere. So that creates, a, you know what, I'll let you take it where you want to go. If you want to keep <laughs> talking about the game or you want to talk about that, I'll let you, let you take the reins back. Well, no, you know, like, just real quickly, because that is that is sucks. I think you know he's played his role at least. He can't defend a lick right now, which you know it's understandable. But I think he's a real shooter, and I hope he finds his stint. And I hope you know maybe he stays in the he goes and plays in South Bay um, for a little bit. So uh, and he's responsible for one of our wins. Like he's responsible for the team going being what I think we were what one and two and seven when we won the Pelicans game. That was so long ago. Uh, but you know that shot kind of. It, 
that saved us, I think, from being like one in nine or something like that. And uh, I hope he finds his way in the league for sure. Do you have any last thoughts on Matt Ryan before we, we continue? Before before we put him to rest. <laughs> um, no, I hope he does get on another team. His three-point shooting is insane. Um, he definitely deserves to be somewhere in this league, whether it's in the G League or anything like that, um, or just a, just a standard you know two-way guy for a team stack. Um, he is certainly not a DoorDash driver. I will say no. that his basketball talents are far too good for that to be happening. That's for sure. No, he's a, you know, it's a shoot. It's shooting is a premium and that's like what he does well. He can't defend, but I think there's a, always a role in the league for, um, for a guy who can shoot as well as he can. Um, so transitioning to another guy who shot pretty well tonight. Um, let's go a little, you know, more on Austin Reeves, uh, seven for 10. <laughs> it's a bad transition. Uh, seven, seven for 10, um, two for five from three. 22 points, uh, a plus 10. And, you know, Donnie, I'm seeing this stuff kind of trickle out even more. I'm seeing the national kind of attention hit him uh, a lot more. But I don't, you know, I don't think it's cute anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a it's not a fun story. Like, he's a legit player now where, like, I question the ceiling, I guess, that he's uh, the, like, proposed ceiling. I think that was on him before. Are you there as well on him? Or, um, or or like give me your thoughts on Austin for for right now. Oh, no, absolutely. Um I mean, he's you know, done this consistently enough lately. Like this is like getting to be like 6, 8, 10 game type of sample where he's really just like he's kind of getting close to leaping over Lonnie almost like just in terms uh, it's of the last, like few games. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of being, you know, that third scorer next to LeBron and AD. Um, obviously great to have both of them at the same time. Definitely would love to have them and they could fight over the third spot all year. I don't really care. Um, but yeah, his knack for, he, he's so shifty. Like once he gets into a paint, uh, he's kind of yeah. like got a few set of moves. He's really fall, fallen in love with that, you know, fake, uh, one handed layup and then, you know, pivot around and kind of do a smooth little fadeaway. He's got really good at that, and he's really good at finding fouls and getting to the free throw line, and he can make them at a high clip. And, you know, having, having like, two of LeBron, AD, and um, AR, like, having two of those guys at least, you know, get close to double-digit free throw attempts each game, I mean, that's just going to really help the Lakers' chances, especially, like, you know, when they're struggling in the half court on offense. Yeah, no, for sure. And, like, I think his ball handling is legit. Like, um, Stu on the broadcast said he's the most deceptive ball handler on the team, and I think that's true. I think that's not only from, like, just because, you know, the way he kind of (laughs) – he plays, but I think, like, he's just sneaky and, you know, he attacks closeouts really well, and there was a play, like – on Shaden Sharp where like he's just in the corner and like he looks like he's contained and he just drives right right past him and I think you know our season is is obviously was on the brink I think tonight and that's not a great place to be when you're about to go on this road trip but like I honestly think like our offense should be more catered to like our pick and roll ball handlers that can score in that way and you know LeBron his jumpers tonight um but I think you know him AD kind of being screeners in that way it can kind of pump our offense up and I don't think like it's an accident we've won like what six of seven or 
five of seven, and I don't think it's an accident that, like, I think Austin's averaging, like, 18 a game in that, or 17 a game in that stretch or something like that. Um, and, yeah, dude, he's he's legit. I don't think it's cute or funny or, you know, meme anymore. Like, I just think he's a really legit ball handler that, you know, our scouting department just somehow found again. Yeah, I think earlier in the season, I thought – I felt like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, weren't they like, wasn't Ham kind of having Austin Reeves kind of bring up the ball a lot, like, you know, yeah. 94 feet? I don't know if I want him to do that a lot. I think he's capable of it no matter what. I think he's capable of just dishing the ball in the half court and just kind of letting him go to work, maybe throw him in a pick and roll. But let's just say if we end up uh, trading – certain point guards or two guards on this team, you know, creating uh, extra minutes at that position, I will gladly let Austin Reeves take even more. I mean, he kind of played 34 minutes tonight, so I don't know if he's going to play more than that, but uh, another another interesting one from Patrick Beverly. I, I thought he was all right, I guess, but uh, maybe actually not all right. I don't know. I just, I just saw the LeBron um... – I haven't heard the audio, but I, I just saw LeBron kind of jump into Austin Reeves um, post-game media. That That's awesome. That's great. I'm, yeah, I'm, glad, we, to, I'm I, glad we get moments like that. I need to hear the video. I threw the, uh, I threw the video in here just like right yeah. when I saw it. But, um, yeah, man, good night. I We'll see. I'm going to the Milwaukee game. So, you know, if they win, nice. everyone can tweet me and, you know, thank me. And, you know, I'll appreciate it very much. But. Hoping, uh, hoping for some competitiveness. We're really going to need, you know, all hands on deck. So hopefully Troy Brown and Lonnie Walker can get healthy for that one. Do they have a half court shot there, or I'm not really sure? Uh, Milwaukee. I, but if they do, you should, you know, you should sign up. I'll, I'll create my own. I'm sure that won't result in any issues for me. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, you know, I have only a few things left on my notes here. Um, but uh, you know, Patrick Beverly, you, you brought that up. Man, I, it it's wild to, for him to go from what he was to maybe the worst catch and shoot guy like in the league right now that's playing real minutes. Like, is that a stretch? I don't think that's a stretch, right? Like, he's might be like the worst catch and shoot three point shooter right now in the league, and that's so rough on a team that is like begging for anyone to be competent from the outside. And the one guy that they traded for um, to be that starting guard and he just can't hit a darn shot, and then, like, he's starting at small forward, so, like, he was guarding Jeremy Grant. I'm like, uh, not sure if I can blame Patrick Beverly, but, like, can we get him to, like, hit an open shot? Um, and, but at least, you know, Lonnie didn't play tonight, so I'm interested to see if, like, Austin stays in that starting lineup. Uh, that's the biggest thing I'm looking for in Milwaukee. What do you think, John? Do you think Pat Bev comes back and starts over Austin Reeves if Lonnie's back on Friday, or um, or do you think they switch it up? Oh, man, I kind of, like, forgot that was even a thing. I, like, forgot, like, since Lonnie was out, there wasn't really a decision made. Um, I don't know. I didn't really see if anyone asked Cam, like, about that before this game. Obviously, that will yeah. definitely be a talking point tomorrow and the next whatever on Friday. I don't know. He did, you know, looking at just the minutes, and I know they kind of, you know, do different roles, even though they're both point guards, but Patrick Bradley only had 22 minutes compared to Schroeder's 29. Um, and this is Schroeder, a guy who's, what, played 
four games for us now mm-hmm. since coming back from his injury. Uh, and obviously Patrick Beverly has been in the starting line of all season. So I don't know if he, that is a sign of him kind of losing his main spot in this rotation. Uh, if it's just a factor of him kind of having a rough game tonight, but yeah, man, the three point shooting is, is real bad. And it's kind of, it's also really bad to see after seeing years and years of like Clippers fans saying like, no, nah, he's, he's actually a pretty decent, good shooter. And then now I'm getting we're lied to. This. So I was, I was lied to, you know, I, I look at these statistics, uh, people call them on basketball reference and I don't believe these are real. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I, at least watching Patrick Bradley from afar, and again, his plus-minus stuff gets played, you know, and says, and I think he's still one of the best plus-minus on the team. Uh, my counter still is, like, he plays a, not, a lot next to AD. I was going like, to say, I, I the, you know, I keep hearing people say that, and I'm sorry, but he plays a lot with LeBron and AD, and, you know, I hear, like, and I'm, you know, I'm no, like, films of honor or anything. Uh I know he's definitely no slouch on defense, but in terms of like, you know, just his impact, I was expecting a whole lot more impact from him on the defensive end that really wouldn't be having me even think about what he's doing on the offensive end. I haven't really got that for me personally. And then, you know, even if he was doing that, the offense is so bad that I don't even think I would really be too impressed with the really high defensive impact. No, like he he does play hard on defense, and I think there is something to like setting a tone or you know like giving that you know extra push to the team. But it just has not borne out in production. Like I think you know he scored his first basket I think in the third quarter tonight um, or something like that uh, with like a floater in the lane, and he was supposed to be more of like a secondary offensive guy than I think um, he was billed as. So it it just hasn't worked out, and I just. Like, I'm over the Kendrick Nunn experience as well. Um, and I think, you know, those two I would love to kind of push uh, and to transition this. to Before going to Max Christie, Donnie, I think it's funny how, like, we went into – we gave Matt Ryan a nice, like, you know, a nice ode of, like, what he did on the team. And the timeline's like, when's the – is this a trade coming? You know, so no one else cared about that. We gave Matt Ryan the, a nice, the like – the timeline, the timeline beat me to it. I, I'll be honest, though. As we were talking, I already forgot Matt Ryan got waived. <laughs> you, you, you made me remember that again. I, I sadly forgot. That's, that's on me. That's on me. I'm the one that broke the news in here, and I'll be honest. Hand up. I forgot already. Uh, I didn't forget, man. Matt Ryan was, like, our one movement shooter. And, like, I remember watching games, and, like, we would run so much, like, really pretty action for him. And he would miss, but I'm like, he's the only guy we can run this stuff for, you know? Um, and Darvin Ham can kind of play with his playbook in that way. So I always appreciate Matt Ryan for for giving um, a little bit of film on that. But I think it's funny that, like, we gave him a nice, you know, a nice ode. And everyone's like, oh, does this mean a trade's coming? Just zero. <laughs> Just already forgotten. He's already off the team. Well, we gave him his flowers. So that's yeah. already done. Is, is there a trade coming, Ross? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I, I mean, we could talk about it. No, I'm kidding. You. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure that that will be plenty of conversation. The Lakers, was he on the, yeah, he was on the actual, well, I'm not sure, honestly. I, yeah, I he, he, was, yeah on, he was. He was. He was on the actual roster. And, off the roster. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yes, yes. Scotty Pippen and Cole Swider have our 
Two of yep. us. There we go. Yes, yes, yes. Yep. Okay. And I, this is also a question. He was our, he was the 15th and final roster spot, correct? I believe so. I thought we had I think one. He was. Okay. Yeah, you might think you he, might be right. I think he was including Max Christie. I think they were 14th and 15th. Okay. Um, so, yeah, there's an open roster spot. And, you know, I know you don't want to talk about the trade, but a lot of these Russell Westbrook trades involve one Russell Westbrook leaving and two players coming back at least. I don't know. No. <laughs> yeah, well, let's get into that after this. I want to I finish at least. I want to get into this. Cause, <laughs> fair, fair. fair. <laughs> um, Max Christie, who, you know, brought up, I, like, I know, like, it's weird to, like, push for a rookie to play. And I totally, you know, I understand that. Um and again, but I think, you know, our roster, our talent is just not to the level to where, like, you can just push a rookie aside because they're a rookie. Like, you know, I don't think I don't think those credentials matter as much if, like, your talent on your team is so bad. Um, and Donnie, like, I think he's a legit guy to, like, not just, inv- like, invest in in terms of, like, let's get him some minutes, like, NBA minutes. Like, I I don't think he needs the G League, honestly. I, I get it from, like, getting him reps and stuff, but... I think he's a legit defender and like he just he doesn't like cannibalize any offense when he's out there you know like he's not a guy you have to worry about like running a bunch of stuff he just goes stands it from corner to corner he moves he moves the basketball I feel like his reads are correct and I thought he did as good a job on like Anthony Simons as you could as a rookie guard like he stayed in front and he's six six, which you can't teach um, on a team playing a bunch of guys six one at the small forward am I crazy for wanting Max Christie minutes no, you're not. Um, and I'm not. I'm not going down the trade route. But if there was, no, you can old, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, this is this, this is in reference to Max Christie. I promise. Uh, <laughs> if there is, you know, trades where Russ and or Nunn and Pat Bev are leaving, I do think he has been solid enough where he could kind of take an increased role if need be. You know, it all depends on what type of players are coming back in those trades, like in terms of you know, what the rotation will be, but, um, yeah, he, he's just solid. Like overall, that's really all I can say. Like his defense, he's just got really good. Um, I don't even know just technique on defense where like good position. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like, he's definitely improved his, uh, strength just in his small amount of time being an NBA. So that, and like you said, combined with his height, he has insane wingspan and, yeah, like I'm not really, I'm not really too worried about him on the offensive end. Like, yeah, he's probably gonna miss some shots. Let's see, he's one of six tonight. I don't know, that might have been garbage time stuff, honestly. But um, yeah, I think he definitely deserves a role on this team, even if some nights it may result in a DNP CD. Yeah. Um, post big trade or whatever, but he definitely deserves some playing time, and I'm not, you know, scared about him when he's out there which is, you know, a huge thing. <laughs> yeah, I just, you know, would like us to not be so, you know, uh, handicapped, like when we're, you know, when we're trying to survive these lineups and we play these, like, four-guard lineups. Like, I'd rather just be, like, baseline defensively and then, like, have our offense kind of pick up from there rather than just going all in on these small guards who can't shoot anyway. Uh, I would just like a mix-up in that. So I know, like, he's he's not some savior or, you know, saving our team or something like that. but um, I think he's solid, and I think, you know, the, our, the bar is low. Like, 
if you play hard, if you play good defense, like that's uh, that's all you kind of need when AD is, you know, being this productive. And if LeBron can get back to that kind of level, um, I think, you know, I think that's that's the type of player I want I want out there. Um, so, Donnie, go ahead. Indulge me. Does this I'll let you hit uh, some conspiracy theory stuff. Is this a trade coming soon or is this just the Lakers um, opening up a roster spot just if they have a free agent maybe that they want to sign or is this like a real uh, a real trade that's coming? What do you think? Um, I don't know. Is the timeline in full conspiracy mode right now? Is that is that what's going on? I mean, it is it is very peculiar timing um, and kind of rude timing. I mean, we already covered that, but I mean, the guy has got a had to have been still in the locker room uh, when that dropped. But um, I don't know. I you know they've worked out a lot of people like uh dating back to even like before training camp um what there was that mo harkless thing um i don't even know when that was i think that was in the middle of the regular season um so yeah i i mean to be realistic it's probably you know they're thinking of signing harkless or one of those types of guys uh what is like Langston Galloway and a bunch of other random names that they worked out before the season I don't really know but I would have to assume it's that and not like Rob Palenka's you know kicking the tires on a trade during a Lakers game I don't know uh but yeah I'm sorry my bad why don't why am I being realistic I should have really went wild there I don't know what I'm doing uh, this was this was probably too positive a show for a team that's eight and twelve, right? I, I feel like we hit way too many um, positives, and you know after well, that, because you won't—that's what you won't let me talk about the road trip. Oh uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's coming, right? Well, no, I mean, we, don't need to talk about I, we have a whole—we have, have a long time to kind of get into to all of that. I think uh, Milwaukee's tough. Was that Cleveland then Toronto? Um, that's probably three losses. Uh, but uh, you know, let's we'll stick. Um, stick kind of on this one and you know like just looking at the forest through the trees um however you say that uh but like you know you're up on a I think Indiana's like a solid team I think Portland even without Damian Lillard have some like pretty good wins on the season I think they beat Phoenix twice without Dame as well um so you know those are those would it would have been nice to have the Indiana game with it to like extend a four game winning streak um into the road trip but you know eight and twelve that your season's still on the brink on a lot of games, really. Um, you kind of need to go 500 on this on this next road trip, but it's nice to get this one. It's nice to at least, you know, take care of business in this one and, you know, uh, stick it out after a tough loss against Indiana. Yeah, I definitely did not want them to lose tonight because that would have really – I would have been expecting like a one and five, oh and six guaranteed kind of road trip coming up, just in terms of like, just in terms of like what morale they'd be taking on the road with them, and just obviously the quality of the opponents they're going to be playing. So, you know, the vibes are good, and we'll see if they can get everyone healthy. And I don't know, I, I can't even like entertain the idea of them beating the Bucks yet, but. We'll see, you know, beat or lose the Bucks, uh, beat the Wizards on Sunday. I think is the the next few games. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. Our luck is just incredible. I heard, like, I saw. I think Chris Milton might be back for Friday because just, just of course, 
Chris Middleton, who has not played this year. Uh, I don't think he's played this year, right? No, no, he hasn't. And then uh, James Harden will be back for the 76 Yeah, James Harden all of a sudden feeling better um, before we play them on the road trip. That's that's just really, really tough luck. Um, but uh, Mil- Donnie, Middleton that's... is Middleton in a contract here? Is that why? He sh- is that why he's suiting up for the Lakers game? Is that why? No, I think didn't Middleton just sign like the? Yeah, yeah. I know he probably did. I'm just messing around. He, uh, he okay. needs a he needs a he needs a game in the bright under the bright lights. <laughs> yeah, we're the we're the tune up game. Uh, we're the tune up game for sure. Yeah, that is. <laughs> well, Donnie, that's all I think I had from tonight. Do you have anything anything else to add? No, I mean one last one last shout out to Matt Ryan. Uh, you know, there's really I mean, seriously, there's not really like, you know, LeBron, A D, I guess you could throw Aaron in the mix, but there's not many people on the team that I can definitively say uh they basically stole a win for us and he's one of them. So, you know, don't get many of those this season so far. I appreciate him uh getting that one for us. Yeah, I remember he like uh I guess final thing on Matt Ryan. I remember like it was a I think it was a preseason game. And it was a game where, like, I think before the game, Darvin Ham's like, I'm going to use my real rotation tonight, you know? He's like, this is a game where I'm using my real rotation. And then Matt Ryan came in, like, with, like, <laughs> like with, like, eight minutes, with, like, eight minutes gone in the first quarter. I was like, oh, like, he's going to be in our real rotation. Like, we really, like, we really have no shooting to where, like, Matt Ryan um, is in our actual rotation. And you're right, he stole a game for us with New Orleans. He also had, like, a bunch of, um, I forgot the other game where like he had a three to end the first quarter or something that like was that the same game might have been the same game I'm not sure but like he had a bunch of like buzzer beating threes I thought that like gave us some energy and pushes so um, yeah shout out to uh, Matt Ryan thankfully thankfully Lonnie's and like Austin Reeves three-point shooting uh, has improved yeah. dramatically since like those days where Matt Ryan was squarely in the rotation uh he wasn't you know <laughs> needed to be on the court just because everyone was missing three so much uh we've mm-hmm. risen a little bit above that so i'm thankful for that and i'm thankful for him uh, i hope he gets another gig somewhere yeah me too and i still think we need like his player archetype like on our team like we still need a movement shooter we don't have one of those lonnie is not that type of shooter Neither is Austin, and our other guys just aren't shooters. So, um, but uh, yeah, like we we still need uh, his archetype. But shout out Matt Ryan, thank uh, thank you for for the for the win against New Orleans. And uh, yeah, that's it for tonight. Lakers pick up a win against Portland. They play the Milwaukee Bucks on Friday to start a six game road trip. And uh, we will see you guys next time.